0: Well, a very happy new year to each of you, and we've weathered some pretty intense cold these first few days of the new year, and we've all learned a new word this past week, right? Bomb cyclone. I had never heard of that before, so there it is, but we sure know what it means now. You may have heard about the woman in California who gave birth to twins last week. Anyone familiar with that story? Some of you are at any rate. Uh, a woman gave birth to twins. Uh, the first was a boy Joaquin Ontiveros and uh, he was born at 11:58 p.m. on New Year's Eve. His twin sister Aitana was born on 12:16 a.m. on New Year's Day. So one in one year one and another year, and uh, the original due date uh, was actually January 27th, so the mother, Maria Esperanza Flores Rios, is simply happy and rejoicing that both of her children were born healthy with being four weeks premature. And since the daughter Aitana was born, the first child in that hospital, as many hospitals do on the receiving end of $3,000 in baby supplies to be used now, not just for one baby, but for two. And as a father of twins, I was thinking, hmm, Is that a good thing or not a good thing, to have one child born in one year and the other in the next? Sounds to me like it would be enormously complex and complicated, but that's how it is. So just two weeks ago, if you can remember that far back, just two weeks ago, we celebrated a birth the birth of Jesus born in Bethlehem and the angels good news that unto you is born this day in the city of David, a savior who is Christ the Lord. And now today we are celebrating his baptism by John in the Jordan river, as well as our own baptism into Jesus death and resurrection. Today's scripture lessons point us to the truth that as important as it is to be born, certainly it is just as important and even more so to be reborn. It's about birth and baptism. And that is what is before us today on this baptism of our Lord Sunday under the theme born and reborn. May the Lord's rich and abundant blessing rest upon the preaching and the hearing and the living of his word for Jesus' sake. The new year always brings with it people who do what's called the polar bear plunge. Anybody familiar with that? All right, well, you know what it is, it's crazy folks who put on their swimsuits and literally go jump in the lake or the river or the ocean, whatever is near to them. And I was thinking about this, not just with the incredibly cold weather we have been having, I was thinking about this also with Jesus' baptism. Was Jesus one of these polar bear people? Well, scripture doesn't tell us what time of year Jesus' baptism took place there at the Jordan River, but I am guessing it was a whole lot warmer than what we have been experiencing lately. You probably noticed a graphic in your worship bulletin for today. You may wanna take that up and take a closer look. I'm gonna be explaining that here in a moment. It's a uh, image of a painting entitled The Baptism of the Christ Number Two by a contemporary artist named Daniel Bonnell. I just became aware of this artist and his body of work very, very recently. And I just emailed him this past week to ask for his permission to share this image with you. And quite frankly, I wasn't very hopeful that I would get permission or that I would even hear from him. And I thought, well, if I did hear, he probably would not grant permission or it would be at a very steep fee. But he replied promptly, and graciously agreed to give his permission and he even provided a high resolution image of his painting, which is what you have before you today. First, a bit about the artist himself. Daniel Bonnell is known throughout the United States and England and Israel as one of very few noted sacred artists of this 21st century. His work is being used by renowned theologians and writers of our day as examples of contemporary icons in their writings and book covers. Daniel Bonnell does not consider himself a Christian artist, but simply an individual who follows the teachings of Christ and expresses those teachings through his art. Mr. Bonnell writes this about what he does. My painting reflects on the ultimate human need to fulfill an intrinsic longing that extends from birth to death. Simply put, it is a need to be held. I choose to paint not just on canvas, but on grocery bag paper. In my process, this surface, grocery bag paper, a surrogate for human skin that reflects life. The concept of using something that was once a utilitarian container also speaks to the theme of being held. And now a bit about the image itself. The raised arms of the figure of Christ in the water, well, they mirror the wings of the dove overhead while at the same time prefiguring the crucifixion. It is a painting that manages to convey beauty, struggle, surrender, grace, and hope, all at the same time an apt representation of our own lives in baptismal calling and promise. I encourage you to do a little more exploring of your own of this artist and see what the body of his work represents with other biblical stories and be blessed through that. As our liturgy for this morning points out, Jesus was not baptized as you and I are baptized for the forgiveness of sins. Jesus is the sinless Son of God. He has no need of that forgiveness, but the sinless Son of God came to the Jordan River to fulfill all righteousness, to live out perfectly all of God's commands, all of the laws which are written in scripture in perfect obedience because we could not and we cannot. Jesus was baptized in the same general location where God's people of old, the Hebrews, the children of Israel, passed through those waters of the Jordan before entering the promised land. After they had been delivered from slavery in Egypt, after that wilderness wandering of 40 years, they passed through on dry ground through the Jordan River, we are told in scripture. And as at the Red Sea, the waters were parted, allowing God's people entry into that promised land. But you see, when Israel of old passed through the Jordan, Israel of old did not live up to what God desired for his chosen people. They broke the covenant God had made with them at Sinai. They followed after other gods and they turned their nose up at the Lord and they turned their back on the one who had delivered them from slavery and the house of bondage. They became prideful and stubborn and resistant to the mission God intended them to have. They rejected God's messengers, the prophets, and they wanted to go it alone. Sound familiar? You see, it's our story also. As the old comic strip character Pogo put it, we have met the enemy and he is us. If Israel of old, if we are to be reborn, it has to come about through a new Israel, through the one who is David's son, yet David's Lord. It has to come about through this one called Jesus. He walked into that same Jordan River as Israel of old did, but this new Israel, this Jesus, was marked by John in the Jordan River as God's chosen instrument, his beloved son who would bring about the mission of God, which is to restore and redeem all things in Jesus Christ. And that same spirit of God that hovered over the pre-creation waters of chaos that we heard about in today's Old Testament reading, the very first words of scripture, Genesis 1 verses 1 and 2, that same spirit now hovers over the Son of God as he comes up out of the waters of the Jordan and the Father speaks, "'You are my beloved Son, with you I am well pleased.'" With Jesus, the Word made flesh, there is a new creation. There is a re-creation a rebirth of hope for you and for me. What began there at the Jordan would be completed at Golgotha as that sinless son of God would suffer and die on the tree of the cross. In his death, we are reborn to eternal life. I have up here with me, uh, tucked away in the pulpit, this little box here. I forgot I even had it, quite frankly. It's tucked away in a cabinet in my um, office over here off the narthex, and it is a box that contains a little jar of water from the Jordan River. I don't remember how I got it. Somebody got it for me when they traveled over there. I don't remember when I got it, but I got it. And on it is written, holy water for baptizing and blessings. It is from the Holy River Establishment in Amman, Jordan. And there it is. It's a pious sentiment, but the waters of the River Jordan are no holier than the waters of the Potomac River. Water is water. Now to be sure the River Jordan does indeed figure heavily into the story of salvation recorded in scripture. It is where Jesus himself was baptized, but it's not the water itself that is the point. It's the word of God that is at work in the water. This is what Luther writes about concerning baptism. He asks the question, how can water do such great things? Certainly not just water, but the word of God in and with the water does these things along with faith, which trusts this word of God in the water. For without God's word, the water is plain water, and no baptism, but with the word of God, it is a baptism that is a life-giving water, rich in grace and a washing of the new birth in the Holy Spirit. Today, in worship, we will reaffirm our own baptism into Christ's death and resurrection, as Paul records in that epistle reading from Romans chapter 6. This means that everything Jesus has done now belongs to us by faith. His obedience to all of the Father's will and his keeping all of God's commands and laws, it's ours by faith. His innocent suffering and death upon the cross as payment for the entirety of all of our sins, it's ours by faith. His glorious resurrection when he triumphed over sin, over death, over hell itself, it is ours by faith. All of this comes to us through the cleansing waters of holy baptism where we are marked with the cross of Christ and sealed by the Holy Spirit. Whether that was last year or 80 or more years ago, what God does in baptism, what the Lord graciously accomplishes is a one-time event in life with ongoing, daily significance and meaning. Can we take this gift for granted? Absolutely. Can we abuse this gift, ignore it, trample upon it? Yep. Can we walk away from this gift? Yes, we can but that does not negate or invalidate the gift. The gift of salvation in those cleansing waters of holy baptism remains just as valid and real today as when we were first baptized. And we are able to return each and every day, and reclaim for daily living what God accomplished in our lives in holy baptism. This is what Paul writes about in Romans 6, to walk in newness of life. It is a daily calling, and it is a daily challenge for which we need every day the grace and strength and blessing of the Lord to walk in that newness of life. That journey of faith begins in holy baptism for us all. That journey may take us down all sorts of different pathways in life, which we could never have envisioned for ourselves and perhaps would never have chosen for ourselves. But through it all, The crucified and risen savior Jesus Christ says, I am with you always to the end of the world. He walks with us. So important is this truth that it is the first of what we are calling our weekly scripture Passages. You'll know, turn back in your bulletin to that epistle reading from Romans 6. Did you see two of those verses are highlighted in a different color and printed in a different color? There's a reason for that. So that it jumps out at you week by week. We're going to be doing this with a passage or two from one of the appointed scripture lessons over the course of the next year. And we're asking that you take this with you, that you hold it close to your heart in the week ahead, that you read, mark, learn, and inwardly digest that passage, that you commit it to memory, if possible, and be blessed through it. That first passage, then, speaks to what our calling in Christ to holy baptism is all about. And I invite you now to read those verses with me. Do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were buried therefore with him by baptism into death, in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. May God make it so in each of our lives for Jesus' sake. Amen.